Today on the Angel Nest, we meet an investor and a coach with a really interesting model to help founders scale and whose angel group can deliver investment decisions in just seven days. You heard that right, seven days. Welcome to another edition of the Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great new businesses. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to talk about how investors collaborate with startups to build great companies. We don't make or recommend investments here, but we do try to help entrepreneurs and angels find the right partnerships. Today, we meet Paul Silva. He's the general partner of Launch 413 and the manager of River Valley Angels in Western Massachusetts. His group helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses from just beyond the concept and first revenue stages by concentrating in areas like sales and infrastructure. They have a really interesting business model that seems to be working for everyone. He's also the manager at River Valley Investors, an angel group with a unique focus. They only invest in syndicated deals, and the founders will love this. They promise an investment decision in just seven days. Paul speaks to us today from Western Massachusetts. Thanks for making time to join us on The Angel Nest. It's a delight to be here, David. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure. So, Paul, angel investing seems to work best when it's a real collaboration between the founders who've developed a product or found a market niche and the angel investors who have been there before, developed a company and have experience scaling and running businesses. And it sounds like that's exactly the kind of collaboration that you're fostering there. Tell us how it works. Sure. And in fact, that was a driving inspiration. Many of us had invested in many startups over the years and sometimes found the startups just wanted the money. Um, what we really liked is rolling up our sleeves and helping and not just being check writers. And we realized the best thing was to find companies that needed the kind of help that we would be good at giving as well as other support. And you've got a stable of experts ready to help in different areas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really the inspiration here was that having run an angel group for almost two decades now, I kept seeing this challenge that there were, the, and I'm sure you've seen it, David, right? Where there's this first time founder, let's call her Janitza, right? And like most first time founders, she hasn't got a bunch of money. She might not have access to the same networks. Maybe she didn't go to Harvard or something, right? So she doesn't have a ton of money. She can't afford the full management team. So that means she's inexperienced. So she's going to make avoidable mistakes, but she has to be overconfident because otherwise you can't be the CEO of a startup if you're not overconfident. But the investors won't give her the money to hire the experienced people. Catch 22, the whole thing gets stuck. And that was driving us nuts. And so now uh, we've designed the Launch Phone 3 model to invest the thing that the startups need most, that management talent. So we have people like uh, a CIO of a Fortune 10 company, former global brand manager, Procter Gamble, person who designed Apple supply chain in China, some exited tech CEOs, yada, yada, yada. So what's great is whatever the challenge the entrepreneur has, we have this executive coach who's been there and done that. And they swoop in and work with the entrepreneur every week. Imagine like an NFL coach sitting there screaming at you. We don't scream. We're loving. But, you know, sitting there holding you to account and giving you exactly the help you need to solve that problem. And then when that problem solved, we reach into the bench and pull the next coach we need to help that CEO solve the next challenge and bringing them up. So as we might ask one of our CEOs, Paul, can you give us a good use case? Yeah, sure. So I think a great example was what just happened uh, this year, right? It's been a terrible year. Uh, in, in May and in April, startups all over got hit really hard by COVID as their, their customers pulled back, investors stopped investing. So what the hell were you going to do? So we were able to parachute in help to all of our portfolio companies. But one specific example is a great company called Ignite Post. 
they do handwritten letters. Uh, and we, in the matter of just a few weeks, help them dramatically reduce their costs, change their relationships with their best customers to get some annual contracts, get some cash in the door now to keep them alive, and got them to break even. And that bought them enough time to get through the worst of the COVID winter. And now, because they got through the COVID winter, they needed to raise money. So we helped them figure out what are the right terms, who are the right investors. We were able to leverage the way they survived through COVID and did so well to impress investors. They were oversubscribed on their round that they just closed last month. Do you take equity like a typical accelerator or what's your business model? Yeah, so we, we love helping entrepreneurs. And so we wanted to make sure we had a model that aligned our interests with that. And there's nothing wrong with equity. It's just it has some very specific pros and cons to it that weren't a fit for what we're trying to do. So we get paid a royalty. So uh, whatever the company was making to begin with, we don't get any piece of that. But whatever we help them grow, they're going to give us a percentage of that until they've paid us our fee. So if they're a mature company, they're going to pay us a half a million dollars, 5% of the increase of their revenue in a time. Uh, what's nice about that is that the entrepreneur knows that our incentive is very simple, to help them grow the company. And the faster we help them grow the company, the faster they pay us off. So everyone's incentives are around helping the company grow. If the entrepreneur wants to sell the company, great, we'll help them sell the company and they can pay us out of the proceeds of the sale. But if they don't want to sell the company right now, then we're not sitting there going, gee, these stock certificates are useless, so I'd really like you to sell the company now. Or maybe we say the opposite. I wish you'd hold on to this stock a little longer. Like That's none of our business. If the entrepreneur wants to keep growing, as long as they want to grow, we're incentivized to help them do that. The entrepreneurs love that because it makes them feel like we're working for them. And do you specialize in certain industries or are you agnostic? Yeah, we have found that industry is less so the issue than it is the business model of the company. So uh, typically medical device companies are going to have to spend years and years in testing without generating revenue because they're not allowed to because they don't have certification. And then they get certified and then they get bought. And so that's not a good model for us because we get paid out of revenue. But as long as the company uh, is on a path to generating revenue within the next year or already generating revenue when we start working with them, that tends to be a good fit for us. How about geography? Do you only work with companies in your area? Well, we try to practice what we preach. So when we started a few years ago, we only worked with companies right in our backyard so that we could test out our systems and figure out how to make things work. Because so far as we can tell, we're the first ones with this model, which means we're bound to have to learn a lot. And we did. But now that the model is working so well, we've opened it up. And again, everyone's used to doing what we're doing right now, working on Zoom. So we have uh, these coaches all over the country, and we're now working with startups all over New England, and we're accepting applications from around the country. Oh, that sounds great. How can founders apply? Uh, go to launch413.com. We have case studies there, full information on our criteria, and in one of the shortest and easiest application forms they've probably run across. And if they look like they're a fit, then we get to have a chat and learn more about their business and start figuring out if we're in a good position to help them. Now, I have to ask you about your role as manager at River Valley Angels, where you say your group could make investment decisions in as little as seven days. Uh, many of us angel investors can't make a meeting in seven days. So I'm curious how you do that. Yeah. So uh, we made a bunch of alterations to how we operate to allow that optimization, right? So um, we only look at syndicated deals. Uh, deal syndicated by someone that we know and trust, because that means when the deal's coming in, there's already a due diligence package that's been completed and by someone, again, that we probably know and trust pretty well. So the entrepreneur presents. I then have the lead investor give a plug as to why they're putting their money in. And then 
I turn to everyone and say, you're going to read the due diligence packet. We're going to have one follow-up date and then you're in or you're out. And because you're writing a small check, that's okay. So that combination of having the diligence already done by other people can make you feel more comfortable knowing that there's other investors involved makes you feel more comfortable. And instead of writing 100K checks at a time, our investors are writing much smaller checks so they can have diversified portfolios. And if you're writing a 10K check, you don't need to ask as many questions as if you're writing a 100K check. But the entrepreneurs like it because there's a bunch of these checks that aggregate together to a decent sized investment and it costs them seven days and we don't make them do all kinds of other follow-up meetings. So it's proven to be a real win-win. So is it best for entrepreneurs to get in touch directly or should their lead investors reach out to you? Yeah, it's best for their investors to contact us because that's the channel by which we contact them. I'm always happy to talk to a fellow crazy entrepreneur and give them some advice, but I'm always just going to end up asking them like, okay, so introduce me to your lead investor so I can have a chat to see if it's a fit or not. Paul, the question for 2020 and probably 2021 also, how's COVID changed your plans and methods of operation? Uh, so COVID has had a profound impact on uh, both businesses. Uh, the culture has changed so that people are now much more comfortable. You know, we were, we were using Zoom because we had to in May. And now lots of us are using Zoom because we've realized that it is superior to meeting in person for certain kinds of things. And it turned out for lots of things that we're doing, it is superior. So our angel group was a typical angel group. It had membership within a 30 minute drive of Springfield, Massachusetts, as of, you know, February. Uh, we now have members in Texas because looking at syndicated wrapped up ready to go deals that you make a decision in seven days is attractive to people all over the country. I hadn't anticipated that. So that's been a huge boon for us to be able to attract members from a much wider geography. And for Launch 413, likewise, to be able to work with startups anywhere and not make the startup burn precious hours of productivity, driving to Western Massachusetts and then driving back. You know, entrepreneurs have even less time than we investors do really in terms of the importance of that time. So it's just allowed us to be a lot more efficient and work with people in a much more comprehensive way. Is it more difficult to mentor founders when you can't be in the same room? You know, lots of people uh, are afraid of that, um, but I have not found it to be so. I mean, certainly in-person meetings are superior in several ways. Uh, there's opportunities for visual cues and body language in 3D that you can't get in 2D. That said, you know, we've been able to get probably 80 to 90% of the value of the in-person meeting by learning how to run Zoom meetings very well. And the benefit of not having to travel and being able to have uh, a coach come in from Colorado and not be the one person on a screen off to the side or the one person on the conference call that you know is always the second class mentor. By all of us being in the same platform, it's actually allowed us to engage much more fully. So we, we find it to overall be a big benefit. Well, that certainly broadens the possibilities. I mean, it used to be that most angel investors only wanted companies they could drive to, and that's certainly passe now. I, I think so, too. I mean, there was some logic to it in that our personal networks tend to be geographic in nature because we go to lots of things in person. And that's still going to be true because the vaccine, thank God, is coming. So we will return to meeting in person. So we'll disproportionately have networks that are local. But um, I think all of us are a lot more open to the idea of that I should be bonding with people, not just because they happen to live next to me, but because they share a real passionate interest in a thing, whatever that thing might be. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for joining us. How can founders get in touch? Absolutely. Paul at launch413.com. Great. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You have a beautiful day. 
You can learn more at our website, theangelnest.com. And now for the disclaimer that we don't make or recommend investments at The Angel Nest. We do not independently verify and cannot be responsible for claims made by our guests or sponsors. You should always do your own homework before investing in any business, especially in private ventures. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff. Thanks for listening. And here's hoping my fellow angel investors and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.